0: Patrese took himself into the park, away from all the commotion. Round the back of the observatory itself, he slumped onto a whitewashed stone bench, glacier cold through the seat of his trousers, and inhaled the winter air so deeply and violently that he began to feel lightheaded. Focus, he told himself, focus. Easy to say, a damn sight harder to do, when a woman he'd made love to a week ago was now burnt to a cinder. Patrese had seen what had happened to the others. They'd ended up as charred lumps of meat, scarcely recognizable as the people they'd once been. The people who had, pretty much until the moment they'd been killed, walked and talked and laughed and loved, paraded their strengths and hidden their weaknesses. They'd been like the rest of us, in other words. And now they were anything but. Patrese hadn't known Redwine. He'd met Yuri Sish a couple of times. Kohler had been a family friend. None of them had evoked in him a fraction of what Mara had. Mara was dead. The thought ran through Patrese's head like a loop. Mara was dead. Mara was dead, Mara was dead. She'd lost her babies, she'd lost her freedom, and now she'd lost her life, pain upon pain upon pain. Why would one person deserve all this? They wouldn't, that was why. It was just chance, and therefore there was no God. Tracy felt detached. It wasn't the lazy cliche of it being like it were happening to someone else, but rather that he seemed to be seeing and feeling it all through a thin layer of gauze. He knew it was shock, and he knew too that he must use it while it lasted. Mara's murder would hit him for real soon enough, and when that happened, he wanted to be alone. No one knew about him and her, and that was how it had to stay, even especially now she was dead. Anything else would pose more questions than answers, and the balance between the two was lopsided as it was. To clear his head, Patrese shook it hard, as though he were a dog leaving water. After a few moments when he was satisfied, he'd got his workings right and hadn't missed anything. He called Beradino. Mark, it's me. What's up? We got another one. Who? Mara Slinger. Berardino's silence was loud through the static. Mark? Petrese continued. You hear me? Mara Slinger. Dead. Fire. Capiche? Yeah. Sorry. Mara Slinger. Dag nabbin. You sure? How'd you know? I heard the fire called in on the scanner. That Patrese should have been listening to the 911 frequency in his own car was perfectly plausible. Lots of emergency service personnel did. Hall asked to Obbs Hill. You there now? Yep. You been inside the apartment yet? Nope. Firefighters still trying to get the thing under control. Be a while yet. Wait there for me. Get the uniforms to throw up cordons and wait there for me. we Will do. After ending the call, Beradino stared at the wall for a long, long moment, hoping to find an answer in the blankness of white paint. There had to be an innocent explanation, he thought. Jesslyn had promised him she meant no harm. Promised him. And where he came from, that still meant something. But Beradino knew, too, that Jesslyn was full of hate and also that she'd kept her dismissal from Muncie's secret for several weeks. In fact, he'd only discovered it by chance. Left to her own devices, she'd still be working in the burger bar now. Since she'd hidden that from him, she'd almost certainly hidden many other things too. Working homicide for close on three decades had shown Berardino that deep down, no one really knows.